Hey everybody, welcome to episode 187 of the Bite Me Podcast. That is us. Man, if Dylan and I could like sync that up just a little bit better, we'd be like the morning zoo on some radio station in the Midwest. It'd be fantastic. Uh, that's Dylan. You heard him say 187. He is today, his, his code name is the bustling bottom feeder, which I'm pretty sure is also him. I feed uh, on bottoms. I'm going to roll I mean. right, right past that over to Colby. Colby, say hey. <laughs> Woo. He's the kind keynote. I know he made that up because it's all lowercase. I did not make that up. Really? Why would I make that up? I think it does. It gives you lowercase words. Oh, I thought they were all uppercase. I thought they were they were like sentence cased. Interesting. No, they stink. Oh well. Anyway, we're going to talk about video games today because that's what this podcast is about. Um, first up, actually, let's do this first. Second up, here's what we're talking about. PAX West canceled. Bummer. Super sad. Like, kinda. Like, PAX is my favorite thing of the year, but man, PAX is... I thought my birthday was. PAX is my second favorite thing of the year. right. (laughs) Right after Colby's birthday, or Christmas in May, as we call it. Uh, Now, PAX West is great, but man, PAX West, like, is not actually fun to go to. Like, the outcome of PAX is super fun, but waiting in line for... Three days is not great. But getting to play a bunch of games is. Anyways, they're going virtual. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's a new video game that you actually need a prescription to play. And I'm going to pretend I have ADHD so I can try it. Hey, I do have ADHD. Are you between the ages of, uh, I want to say, 8 and 12? No. Could you pretend to be? I mean, you were going to pretend to have ADHD. I so. was going to, like, deep fake it, though. Oh. Do you just want some of my... Uh... What's that stuff they give you? Like some Ritalin? No, no, no. Adderall. Yeah, sure. I got Anyway, now that we've got that out of the way, uh, there's a new game that maybe will help you deal with your ADHD if you're not Colby. Uh, and you're right between 8 and 12. Anyway, uh, Smart Delivery, the new feature on the Xbox, is actually even just a little bit smarter than you might think it is, or maybe that we've told you about in the past. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which, God, it looks dope. Have you guys seen that trailer for that game? Nope. You suck, both of you. It looks so good. It's like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. I'm super excited about it. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was announced at the PS4 reveal last week. Last Thursday, actually. Uh, we got a little more information on that because there seems to have been some confusion on the internet. And finally, uh, we've got the reason why the PS5 looks like a super fancy router or maybe like a really cool floor fan. I'm um, dying to know. Yeah, it's it's... We'll discuss that. I, I don't think their reasoning is necessarily on point. But oh, I'm that's reading fine. it and I. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, we'll get there. Anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> we got questions. Actually, I don't have a question from Vinny. Crap. Um, someone message Vinny and see if he's got a question. <laughs> and if he does, we'll add it in. We're doing this on the fly. We're like Glenn Beck. We're doing it live. Uh, <laughs> wasn't Glenn Beck. Wasn't it Glenn Beck? That was Bill O'Reilly. Whatever. I hate both of them. It's fine. Uh, Mr. Plight, we got a question from him. The Captured Eddie has a question. And Carter has a follow-up question from last week's VR question. We got some cheap free games. We have a small bite. But next, we are going to talk about games we are playing. Who's messaging Vinny? I'm not. Well, I guess talk about your games. Ah, He's following (laughs) me on Twitter. I I could just... I can just slide into can, his DMs. You can at him. Please don't slide into Vinny's DMs. Don't slide <laughs> into any DMs. Tell me what you're playing. I'm going on mute and talking to Vinny. 
I'm playing Diablo 3 still, because it is very fun. Um, I like Diablo 3 a lot. <laughs> like, And I, I, I think I was telling Cliff this, that one of my favorite things about Diablo 3 is that like you start off doing, like I don't know, 100 damage. And last night I'm playing, I'm like, ha, I just hit that guy for 2.3 million damage. Right. They're all made up numbers. Like, that that's, doesn't matter. It's, it's, not, it could it's be, not an amount of damage. No. It could be that I'm actually hitting him for, you know, 200 damage. But I'm like, oh, wow, 2.3 million. Did you see that? <laughs> and I don't know why that makes me so happy hitting no, someone for 2.3 million damage. It's super ridiculous. Um, and I, do, I think that's kind of what a lot of those games are missing is just that, like, you feel powerful despite the fact that literally that is essentially a made-up number. Every it, time... I see a video game review and they're like, oh, I'm just so sick of all the numbers pouring out of guys when I shoot them. I'm like, are you sure? Because I think that's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> numbers oh, well. go burr. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm almost done with that. I was going to actually beat it today and then I fell asleep on a chair. So, <laughs> I mean, in your defense, you only sleep like three hours a night. So, And I wake up at four in the morning. So I woke up at 4.20. I woke up Nice. Do you do that nice. on purpose? Um, no, it's just that that allows me to get to work by five. Do you <laughs> tell people you go to sleep at like nine... Uh, I was going to try and do math. Dylan has a very clever thing when people ask how tall he is because he's exceptionally tall. What is it? You're five foot? Five eighteen. Five eighteen. Yeah. I was, was going to try and make funny numbers, but I, uh, it's late in the day. I sometimes tell people I'm five foot twelve. That's pretty good. Mm. I'm I'm like They're five like six foot, and I'm like, yeah, mm, sure, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. It's <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, Diablo's great. I totally agree. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I I so. Where are the guys that send you to the unicorn realm? They're it just in- happens. I think it's just randoms, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're little goblins that do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I have not... I'm in the last chapter, and I'm a good portion through, and I've yet to see one. I'm they're like, so fun. It, I like, want to go to the unicorn realm, guys. That's literally my favorite level. Did you guys know... Like, we talked about it a little bit, but did you... In Minecraft Dungeons, did you get to go to the cow level? Uh, no, no. There's a, a like, yeah, like in Diablo 2, level, there's yeah. a cow level. Yeah, I, I have not gotten there, but I was watching my kid play it the other day, and he got there. Uh, he also beat the game twice, so. Did he Did he beat that final boss finally? Yep, yeah, he finally did. And then he's beaten it at least once since then. That was twice. such a pain. Yeah, the last boss, I, I've gotten to him now, and I completely understand all of your complaints about the last boss. He is well, ridiculous. It's, it's not even that last boss, it's that last level. That, like, oh, I didn't... The, the last what, level was fine, but the so last the boss last sucked. level isn't hard. It's that there are certain uh, so in there because it's broken up into I think three parts. In the yeah. second part, you enter one area that can have one of two bosses that appears. Yes, Ooh. and one of the bosses is a pain yeah. in that area. One of them's like one of those redstone golems, no big deal. One of them's an enchanter that will just rip you to pieces. See, and I had no problem with the enchanter. It was the redstone golem that I had uh, the problem with. Because multiplayer? So, oh, yeah. multiplayer, yeah. I don't know if it's easier. Yeah. Single player, that redstone golem, just you're in such an enclosed area 
that you die real quick. Yeah, and so there's no. times where I like I just blew through that first part, and then the second part I'm like, oh, I just died twice, which means I have one life left. Oh, that's funny. The Redstone Golem multiplayer is super easy because you'll just have one person kite them mm-hmm. and the other person either shoot them in the back or stab them in the back. Um, one of the guys I was playing with, too, um, had this awesome crossbow that was like a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded like an A-10 warthog. It was just kind of <laughs> like... It was really neat. Um, but uh, And so, yeah, the, the Redstone Golem was no big deal. But, man, the Enchanter, the Enchanter. would just... Ugh, it was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But that last boss, yeah, no, it took me a couple tries to get past that, and then yeah, if yeah. you die, it's a good forty-five minutes to get back to him. Yeah, so. yeah, that last level is not short. It yeah. is not short at all. So, I get you. I get you. Yeah, and once we played through the level a couple times, the level itself was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, once you kind of figure out the layout and stuff, yeah. but uh, that last boss, man, it was just ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Apparently, the only reason they beat it was because, again, uh, the other guy we were playing with got some sort of bow or something that did just a massive amount of damage, and they were able mm-hmm. to to just beat him fast enough but man that was the problem is you had to beat him really really fast or else so there's a place where you can kind of hide that he can't really see you so you oh, can sure. regain health i had to cheese him to beat him the only problem is is i figured out the first time i did that if he does see you he throws that fire and that fire will burn through like mm-hmm. anything yeah so like you can't actually hide from him and you get stuck back there if he does see you and you die real quick yeah but i had to cheese him to get through yeah that definitely definitely difficult so uh, what else you playing skyrim um <laughs> this, this which, is the podcast where we talk about <laughs> games from 2012 games. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it's still fun like that game is a lot i'll say long it's not that it, that game is longer than i remember doing things in that game is a lot longer than i remember yeah. that like you know i've got about an hour a night that i'm playing and I'm often like, well, I'll just go into this cave instead of doing, you know, that thing. And, like, in that cave, I'm like, oh, that took an hour and 15 minutes to uh-huh. wander through that? What? Yeah. I didn't do anything. Like, uh-huh. so I'm I'm doing a lot of just kind of, like, wandering. Um, and think... the other thing, that map is not great. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Well, it's, like, I'm trying to, I'm like, oh, I've got to go see the Greybeards. And I'm like, okay, I just go over here and I'm like. I can't zoom in enough on this map to tell where I need to go. Like, so the first time I tried walking around one way, I'm like, this is not the way to do this. And then I'm like, oh, I've got to go through this mountain. I'm like, you can't go through this mountain. So I'm like, oh, apparently I have to walk all the way around? I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I think the thing that's interesting about Skyrim is just they made such a big deal in that game about how Man, they're just going to, like, you can play this game forever. We're going to spawn quests for you yeah. and from now. And, and man, until you figure out which quests were the ones in that game that were just going to spawn infinitely, you could accidentally put 40 hours in that game and just be doing quests that don't matter. Matter, yeah. <laughs> Every cave I come across, I'm like, wonder what's in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the answer is bad guys. That yeah, right? No, no. Lots of raiders. Uh, bandits. Bandits, yeah, 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 yeah. Though I did find, like, a bandit, I don't know, camp yesterday uh-huh. that, that, like, they didn't attack me. That is one thing I will, because I, I use a bow and arrow in that game. That is yeah. one thing I wish that game did better is, like, from a distance, 
if I could tell if it was a good guy or a farmer I was about to shoot in the head with an yeah, arrow. Yeah. <laughs> because there is no like, oh, I'm I'm mouse or not mouse, but you know, like I'm over that person. Oh, it's a bandit. It's just like well, I hope this person's a bad guy because well, that's the that problem. Or that that game guy's is... not coming home to his family tonight. <laughs> that's the problem with that game too. Is like you accidentally shoot a chicken, and like <laughs> the town guard will get called and they will just f you up. I mean, uh-huh. you don't you don't outlive the town guard. Like at least not until you're have put oh, 80, 90 high, hours yeah. in that game. <laughs> but I saw uh, like these bandits. I'm like, oh, that's well. I like, walked up to him. I'm like. That's we, you know, like thinking that because I can sneak. I'm like I can get pretty yeah. close, so I can see what it is. And I got close to the bandit, and I'm like, oh, it's a bandit. And I went to shoot it, and like she turned around, she's like, hello there. I'm like, hi, <laughs> hi. and just like was wandering around. All the bandits were like, what are you up to? I'm like, nothing. What are you guys up to? Just banditing. I. That's funny. I that game's great. I yeah. can't believe you're playing it again. But mm-hmm. good on you. Bought uh, SnowRunner. I I know you. I told you about uh, SnowRunner no. on sale. You can still, I believe, if if you have been listening to me and Colby talk about mud runners and spin tires and SnowRunners and I don't know if you just want to drive a real heavy truck for through the mud for no reason. Like it's on sale for what twenty seven? No, that's on the Epic Store on oh. Xbox. It was thirty seven. Thirty seven, but that's twenty five percent off of fifty or something. I, so. I got it for my birthday. So nice, happy so. birthday to you! Christmas in May, as we have uh, in June previously mentioned. <laughs> uh, Dylan played Meat this weekend. Is that correct? Not Super Meat Boy. Not Super Meat Boy Forever. Not Meat Punks. But you just actually. Meat cooked meat so how was meat um it was delicious yeah i haven't played many games um tell me about what you rub your meat with Mm, phrasing (laughs) dylan your hands (laughs) tell me tell me what type of barbecue rub you put on your ribs Um, that you got from a cow and then barbecued in your backyard or pig maybe yeah i don't know who um some olive oil Mm-hmm. I believe yellow mustard. That's Interesting. The secret. Um, I don't know how much of a secret it actually is. Um, some I mean, sort of pork. Like 125 other people now know. So yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, salt, pepper, garlic. Um, some sort of rub that is geared for pork, and then put it on the uh, the Kamado Joe for about six hours. Nice. Delicious. Um, nice. It, it was it was very good. Tonight I, we're we're doing a marinated steak and Hasselback potatoes. Oh, that sounds very good. That sounds very good. I uh, I love ribs. Like they are the one meat that I like. I actively miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had ribs that aren't with barbecue sauce. So I've never had like a dry rubbed steak. Uh, dry or, rub. Uh, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, dry I, ribs. Yeah. Yeah. I. I do hit them with sauce at the end, but you really oh, sure. wouldn't need to. Um, a little sweet baby Ray, sweet and spicy, because I think that's the best off-the-shelf barbecue sauce you can get. Nice. Um, it's pretty good, though. Um, I've also been nailing the sweet potatoes or oh. yams. Um, I don't actually know which so. ones, because the stores don't even know half the time. No. Um, They're most likely... I mean, what? how dark is the skin? 
Uh, well, we had some light ones, and then we had some dark ones. So, so the dark ones are usually red garnet yams, and yeah, the light that's ones I, are sweet potatoes. That's what I was thinking, but, I mean, literally when you go to Safeway, it's like yams slash sweet potatoes, and it's the same <laughs> bin. That's almost why like, like, they're almost always the same amount is because they – Good I, luck. I don't know out. half the time. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but those are turning out pretty good. So can I tell my sweet potato story? Yes. So last night I had sweet potato fries because sweet potato fries are delicious. So good. And in my head, because, you know, I'm just cutting them into essentially wedges. Yeah. And I told my wife, I'm like, we should get, uh, like, one of those fry maker, like the yeah. things that make fries. Yeah. Like fry fries. And she's like, well, how much, you know, like, what would it be different? I'm like, they'd be like actual fries and they'd yeah. cook a little bit different and, you know, stuff. So she's like, okay, well, maybe we can get one. And, like, throughout the, you know, day, I'm like, oh, I should get one of those. I should get one of those. And I finally went to Amazon, and I'm like, how much are they? And I went and looked. I'm like, these are, like, 40 to $60. Like, I don't want to spend that much on a, a fry presser Finger. thing. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, some sort of weird lightning bolt struck me, and I'm like, do I already own one of these? And, like, literally went, opened up my cupboard, looked on the bottom shelf. I'm like, oh, I've got a brand new one in box that I've never used before. And I don't know where I got it. Did it but come like, with your apartment? No, no. It was, like, I remember getting it, like, five years ago and going, like, huh, I should use this sometime and never using it. And have just kind of had it. But uh, no idea why, like, my brain was like, hey, psst, you already own one of those. But it was just like, I'm like... I own one of those, and I know exactly where it's at. <laughs> like, That's so weird. Did you use it yet? No, no, because I'd yeah. already made them. But we'll, we'll report back. We'll time. save that for a future podcast. Um, I don't have a food story, I guess. I Damn it, Cliff. Sorry. I, I didn't know I was supposed to be prepared. I had Jimmy John's for lunch, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My kid <laughs> loves it. My kid loves it. And I just try to remember that he's not a big game hunter. Um, <laughs> and then they don't have a pretty terrible history of everything. Anyway, um, what do you do, I guess? Uh, I played a bunch of video games. I'm Woo! still playing Mass Infect Andromeda. Um, Mass Infect? Mass Infect <laughs> Andromeda. It's still great. Like, I, I wish I... I wish I'd paid a little more attention to like the discourse in 2017 or whatever to figure out what people's complaints about this was because I get I get the animations like it it is it is it is a glitchy game um like it's it's that kind of game where the animations go weird every once in a while every once in a while you'll run into a character that is obviously like a like, hey, this character is going to be on screen for 45 seconds and their face looks like it's made out of Play-Doh. Um, but I mean, like, I can say that about a lot of video games, you know? It's not it's not just Mass Effect. Um, I The game is probably a little longer than it needs to be. Like, they really padded it out. And there are a lot of missions where, you know, like... I'm flying from galaxy to galaxy as if it was like, hey, just go to the 7-Eleven. It'll be fine. Um, and, like, I've had a, a couple of weird issues. I've had a couple of just, like, hard lockups. But the game saves 
so well that it's never like lost my progress or anything. Um, I had a mission that bugged like one of the people that I needed to kill was outside of a force field I couldn't get through and he couldn't get into. <laughs> but I killed myself. I replayed 60 seconds of the game and it was fine. So like I'm not saying Mass Effect's like an 8 out of 10. But it's probably a 7. You know, like if they if if the game had been a little more successful and they could have put a little more time into it, um, like bug fixes after the fact, it probably could have been an eight out of ten um, with me playing it now. So I don't know. It's fun. I'm like sixty five hours into a game that like I don't know has a Metacritic score of like three. I think so. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. A game that I got for I think twelve dollars like three months after its release. Uh huh. Yeah. I like I said. I, I someday I, I would like I would like you to play it just because I'm curious. If I'm just like looking at it through some sort of weird rose-colored pandemic glasses, where like <laughs> this is amazing. Uh-huh. Like I, I told, are, are my you wife, telling me six months from now I'm going to be like, did I put a hundred hours into a hunting game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I actually told my wife. I said that I think that there's, if I look at the games that I've played over the last like three months, um, I to me they're very reflective of like a time. Because if I look at those games outside of the last three months, they're games that I've always said, like, yeah, I'd like to play those. I just don't have the time to do it now. And the thing is, I don't have any more time, really, to play video games now than I did pre-pandemic. Like, I used to play video games in the morning. Like, now I can just do it a little bit later, so it's easier. Like, I used to play video games from, like, 6 to 7 a.m., and now I do them from, like, 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. So, like, it's, you know, yeah, it's easier, and I do it more often. But it's not like, it's not like I'm getting a ton more time, but... They're all games that are very go here, do this. And I think that, like, it's really nice in a world where, even before I lost my job, where there's a lot of weird uncertainty and a lot of, like, just, like, bad things happening. And then you add, like, losing your job on top of that. And then you lose, like, the world being on fire. And, like, sometimes it's just really nice to sit down with a video game that says, hey, man, for the next hour, we're going to tell you exactly where to go and what to do. It's all going to be very structured. You're not going to have to think very much. Like, just go here and do this. And I, like, for some reason, that has just been incredibly appealing to me. And not that those games don't appeal to me normally, but normally I don't play three months of those kind of games together. I play one of those kind of games. I get about 75% of the way into it and go like, oh, I'm so sick of this. And now I'm just like, I can't wait to play another game exactly the same as this one when I'm done with this 80 hours of games. So I don't know. Mass Effect's great. Play it. Um, The other thing I played was Grim Dawn, um, which I don't know if that's on the Xbox call, but if it is, you should look at it. Um, It's just a Diablo-like not but play it, just look at it. Just look at it. Don't play it. Um, it's really fun. Um, so I have GeForce Now. I actually have kept that subscription up. And the other day I was like, man, if I'm going to pay five bucks, because it was free. Like I got like two months free and I didn't play anything on it um, because that's how I work. Um, I guess if you don't know what GeForce Now is, it's the kind of Stadia-like thing that lets you... But instead of having to buy the games from Stadia, you can actually install games from your own Steam library and your own Epic library and your own Origin library and play them. You, like, literally remote install them onto a Windows machine and then play it over the internet. And it's been around for... I think they said it's been in development for six years. I've played it for probably two or three. I played Rocket League on it, I'm going to say, two, two and a half years ago. 
Um, but it, it went really live like three or four months ago, maybe end of last year, first of this year. And so I got a two-month trial on it. And like I said, I didn't play it at all. Like the only downside is it doesn't support your entire stream li- Steam library. It only supports like certain games in your library. And so it's kind of a pain. They don't have a, like a big list of games that it does support. You have to literally like type in the games that you have and it'll tell you whether they play or not. And I'm like, that's kind of lame. But I had a little bit of spare time one morning. And so I actually wrote a program that would take their list of games and take my list of Steam games and then compare them to each other and output, like, all the games that matched. Nerd! Yeah. I wrote it in Python. I felt very, very, very smart. Uh, no, actually, I wrote that one in PHP. So I wrote another thing. I wrote a I wrote a program in Python last week that so the 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 itchio bundle right the the one that like made I think we're gonna talk about it later. I think it ultimately made like eight point one eight point two million dollars for um, various like Black Lives Matter type causes. I think it was the NAACP and one of the bail relief funds. Um, I wrote a, a program that pulled all of the Twitter users, uh, like all, so all the developers who contributed games to that, I pulled all of their Twitter handles so I could create a list that followed like all 1200 of them or something. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a week of like cliff develops things <laughs> that have no meaning. Um, anyway, long story short, I uh, looked at the list. I'm like, Oh, I've always kind of wanted to play grim dawn. Um, so I loaded it up last night and a, like the kind of the cool thing about GeForce Now is because it uses your Steam library, it also uses cloud saves. Um, so I loaded up. I'm like, oh, apparently I played Grim Dawn like three years ago and still have a character created. I still have like a, a like it was like a level four like soldier fighter person. And so I just went and played it. I played it for an hour last night, sitting at my kitchen table on my MacBook Air. And I don't like if you're not familiar with Macs, um, a MacBook Air is not a gaming machine at all i mean like first of all it's a mac as someone who's using one currently it's yeah first of all it's a mac second of all it has like an integrated intel video card that's kind of garbage um mine is i don't know six years old so it's it's not uh it's not great um but it runs GeForce now like a champ and I was able to play this kind of cool Diablo like game for an hour on it and it played I mean it's not perfect it's not it's not the same as playing it on my gaming PC it's sometimes it gets a little muddy um but as long as you've got a pretty good connection it works pretty well so um and then finally this afternoon I played uh the Desperados 3 demo so I don't actually have the game but it's real fun if if any of you guys ever played any of the other Desperados games or even heard of them it's the I'd, Eagles song, right? Yeah, based it's a, on it, that. absolutely based around the Eagles song. Um, I was unfamiliar with them too, and then I saw a, a video of this game. Like, I've been watching a lot of the like. It's supposed to be E three week this week, um, but E three <laughs> kind of. Eh. And so I've been watching a lot of like Gorilla Collective did like a three day trailer reveal thing, and there's there's been a couple other ones, and I saw Desperados on one of them, and it's a cool. Man, I wish I could even say exactly the kind of game it is. It's probably closest. You've played that more recently than I have, Dylan. Does Divinity Original Sin, it doesn't have, um, like, there's no movement points in that game, correct? When you enter um, combat, is there movement points? It's distance. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, effectively movement points. Like, you yeah. can only move so far and then you have Eight to do a, an meters. action. Yeah. yeah. And so, Desperados 
three, at first I thought it was going to play like that, and it doesn't. It's all real time, but it has the same feel as like a a divinity or a mutant year zero, except there's no movement point. So it's all happening in real time, but it feels very calculated. Like everything, like you, you walk into a situation and then decide what you're going to do, but everything you do happens in real time. So you have to figure out it's, it's, it's desperado. So it's cowboys. Um, you know, there's, there's two guys standing there with their guns pointed at a guy and I need to rescue him. Like, how do I kill two guys before they kill me? Um, do they come to their senses? Absolutely. <laughs> no. Um, and it's interesting. And, and the only time it goes out of real time is you can pause the game and look at a situation and then queue up a single set of actions. And, and as soon as you hit enter, those actions will happen. But you're limited by like the number of actions a single character can do. So everything's real time, but all of your, uh, all of your actions have um, cooldown timers. So you have a gun and you can shoot it. But you have to wait for the cooldown timer on that gun to cool down before you can shoot it again. Uh, but, like, my character has two guns, so I can pause and set an action where I shoot one guy with one gun, shoot another guy with a second gun, hit enter, and it'll shoot both those guys. But if there were three, I would have to figure out a way to, like, shoot a guy, shoot a guy, and then enter real time again, and then, like, throw my knife at the third one. It's it's really interesting, and everything feels really deliberate and interesting. Um, I... Like I said, I played the demo and I just had so much fun with it. The world is gorgeous. The game has, it's like super bright and colorful and like really detailed, but also has like kind of like a painterly feel to it. Like Carter walked into the room and he's like, is this like hand drawn? And I'm like, kind of, but everything also feels real, really realistic. Um, but also like, it's cool that as you sit there, like the characters that you're trying to kill, um, I guess for good or bad, like have conversations with each other. The world feels really alive. It's it's really interesting. I've never, like I said, I've never heard of it before, and I've I I was just really enamored with it. I had a great time playing with it. So I, I enjoy the characters having conversations with each other. Like, how you doing, Bill? Well, I'm just getting my life together. Uh -huh. Like, I'm finally getting back. I'm gonna see my kid. And Cliff's running in there like two guns. Shooting <laughs> I throw him a head. knife through his neck and <laughs> then hide his body in some brush. <laughs> so if you like, I would say if you like games like Divinity Original Sin, Mutant Year Zero, maybe even like an XCOM. Like it doesn't have that XCOM, like you have a, you know, 85% chance of hitting this shot. Um, the combat, like I said, is not turn-based, but I think if you like those games, you would like this game. And it just is super fun. The The demo's available right now on Steam and on good old games, probably elsewhere too, but those are the places I saw it. So if you go look at our Twitter, actually, uh, twitter.com slash podcast, I just posted a bunch of information about this game specifically and linked to the demo, so you'll be able to grab them there. Um, great game, though. Really, really enjoyed Desperado. So, Dylan, do your thing. Wake up. News. God, you are so on point. Uh, PAX West. Um, we've talked about this a couple times, like, what was it, two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where they're like, PAX West is absolutely still happening. It's gonna happen. I was like, nah. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 we promise. I'm like, nah. nah. Anyway, um, I think I would like to just say right here that I was right. PAX West and PAX Australia were both canceled, I'm gonna say yesterday, but they are going to 
return with an all new digital virtual event that is going to last nine days. <laughs> um, in case you're wondering, developers are very, very concerned about how to support an event that lasts for nine days, even if they don't actually have to be like standing at a conference. They are 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 worried. Um, it's going to take place September 12th to September 20th, which is probably what would you say two weeks later than PAX normally is ish. Yeah. Like it's usually like the first weekend. It's, it's like Labor Memorial Day, day. Yeah, Labor Day. So that means it's going to be, let's see, the 12th is a Saturday. So it goes uh, like March, or I'm sorry, September 12th is a Saturday and it rolls until the, the next Sunday. Details are a little bit light, but they're gonna, there's going to be live shows. There's going to be panels just like there were before, um, both live and pre-recorded, I believe, which is actually kind of nice. Like there's a bunch of panels at PAX that I want to go to every year, but I also want to play a bunch of video games. So it'll be kind of interesting to be able to do theoretically both. Um, there's going to be game reveals. There's going to be demos that you're, you know, only going to be able to play there. Um, there's going to be esports tournaments. Um, Jerry Holkins, who is one of the guys who draws Penny Arcade. I don't, does he draw Penny Arcade or does he write Penny Arcade? Do you remember, Call? I think he writes, but I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't remember. He says that PAX Online brings that shared experience home along with Game Reveal's exclusive hands-on experiences, the chance to hear from and speak with your favorite game developers, plus so much more. Um, like, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but there's like 9,000 video game demos that got released this week um, as part of the Steam Summer Celebration and also part of the uh, Guerrilla Collective event that happened. And I hope PAX figures out a better way to do game demos than Steam did because like just going in and trying to download like 50 Steam demos is the most just awful process of like click a link, say yes I want this demo, wait for the little thing to pop up, say next, wait for it to like pre-allocate disk space and then like do it again. It, I installed probably 50 demos uh, over the last two days and it just it takes forever i really hope they can just do something where i can just go like click 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 and install 100 demos because i'd like to play them there's really cool i mean that's the reason i go to pax is to play games but i don't know do you think you guys would like engage with a digital only pax i think we know the answer to this for me Cliff. <laughs> What would keep you from doing it? Like, what would make you so you wouldn't play? Like, if there was a bunch of demos that you could just download to your Xbox to try out new stuff that was coming out, I mean, what that would, would stop be you from pretty doing cool. Because I don't do any, like, I I don't watch trailers. Cliff. Well, no, but I mean, like, I'm saying actual demos. Like, these are, I mean, oh, no, yeah, no, no, I know, but I don't, don't download demos. Yeah. But I mean, I like, mean, demos are available on Switch. Do you know how many demos I've played? Like, are they one. are they like widely available still? Because like for a long time they pretty, weren't pretty available. I mean, like for certain for big games generally. But yeah. yeah, like I just don't. I I I don't know what it is. I used to be the person who's like every trailer for a movie I was watching. Yeah. You know, like they released four trailers. I've seen all four, and now. I've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't know, I have yet to see a trailer for The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything on that game. And it's not necessarily, I'm not one of those people now that's like, oh, I don't want any of it spoiled for me. I just don't care any yeah. longer. And and with like these kinds of things, with like E3 and all those, like I love video games, but for some reason I just don't Can't get care. into it. Yeah. yeah. Like I watched that thing last week for PlayStation. I'm like, this is awful. I could spend... 70 minutes doing 
anything <laughs> else, and I would rather do that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think there are good ones and there are bad ones. That was actually one of the better ones. So you should oh, you wow. should try watching some of the bad ones, Cole. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You should you should really settle down and watch like a Ubisoft one or a or a Bethesda one. Those are And bold. in this game you climb to a tower and it will open up the map. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you think it's something you'd play, Dylan? Do you think you'd download a bunch of demos? Yeah, I mean, if I think if there was like a weekend and they're like, you can click this button on your Xbox and bam, there's 30 indie games yep. with 20 minute demos. Like, I'd be like, okay, I'll click that one button. I don't want to scroll through a page and decide yep. which 20 demos I'm going to pick out of these 50 demos. Like, I, I like, just want to click it and be, be a- like, this is this is pax demo so like downloads everything so i just have to click on it and it takes me to a game i would like even be okay if they listed 50 and i had to like click a button to say which all the ones i wanted yeah if i checked a list like and said download 17 games like okay that's fine but yeah i don't want to have to go in and go like click install right okay back out go into this other okay yeah and that's what i did yesterday it's terrible user friendly because or I'm just going to be like, oh, this one looks cool. I'm going to download it. I'm going to play it. And that's yeah. it. That's yeah. the only one I'm going to try. I really just want that PAX experience of playing 50 games in a weekend or 70 games in a weekend. And like stuff that I would never play normally. Stuff that, I mean, I think one of the downsides of, of doing something like this is like part of the fun of PAX is going like, I would never play this game normally, but this is the only game that doesn't have a line. Maybe I should try this game. And like sometimes that game doesn't have a line for a reason. But sometimes those games, I mean, we played, did you play, I don't remember what the name of it was. Um, We played it at Extra Life this year, though. It was the weird, like where you were a... Aqua Lungers. Aqua Lungers, Aqua Lungers, yeah. Like that game was fun like we had a lot of fun playing that the demo of that there was nobody waiting to play that game so you know i i don't know i i I think you're right though i think that them making this as easy as possible to install and play is going to be kind of paramount but i'm excited to be able to watch like a week's worth of cool videos and panels and stuff too so i just i need to like start getting my wife used to the idea now that i'm still going to experience packs which means that like for a full saturday sunday and probably a friday i'm just going to be unavailable playing game demos like I, that's yeah. i just won't have to walk as much or wait in line as much so i mean i'm like in all honesty if i was going to go to some sort of you know thing like this i would prefer not to actually go and just be able to do it from home because i hate people and definitely do not want to go to any sort I mean, of conventions that are filled with them yeah it does sound like the better packs like right it's i think the thing is is like i think there's something to be said for the experience um but there's also something to be said with saving like I don't know, when I figure in the cost of tickets and the cost of parking and the cost of food, like, it's probably going to save me $500 this year. Because um, tickets are, what, 50 bucks a day, Dylan? I want to say? Yeah, I think they're 50 bucks. And I buy one for me and one for my kids. So I'm, like, at $300 in tickets. Parking in downtown Seattle for three days can easily add another $50. And then convention center food for me and my kid <laughs> is, I don't know, $80 a day or something. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm saving four or 500 bucks by not doing it. And like just the, the time you spend waiting in line, the time you spent like just rubbing up against other sweaty nerds and like, 
you know, like there's stuff you will miss, like the cosplay you probably won't get to see as much of the, you know, they are going to be games you miss. But I think on the flip side too, like I never go like muscle into like the indie mega booth, like those, they have kind of like the indie mega booth is, is this huge area um, that has like 10 by 10 booths, but they also have this like, I don't know, probably 200 square foot area that they just set up like a bunch of little individual like screens on sticks that you can like muscle into. And like, I never go in there because it just looks terrible, even in a like non coronavirus place. And like, maybe I'll get to play some of those smaller indie games that are interesting. But on the flip side, I think the indie mega booth kind of went out of business because of coronavirus. So I don't know who knows what's who knows. We'll see in September, I guess. So, all right, Colby, is your ADHD kicked in so you're watching Twitter instead of doing our podcast? Uh, 100% reading Twitter. <sighs> I'm only a little bit hurt. I was saying interesting things. Yo, I can I can pay attention to both can things. Can you? Yeah, you were talking about packs and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> He's got notes, so he knows what I was I'm, talking about. I mean, I, I can pay attention. I wasn't because fair. I don't care. Absolutely fair. Uh, so there is a new game called Endeavor RX, uh, which is the first game. Yeah, I know. it's The, the title is not great. <laughs> the, the title sounds like a bad, like, I don't know. A bad boner pill. Come on. <laughs> it's a bunch of people sitting in bathtubs in their backyard, <laughs> staring into the middle distance. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is actually the first game that has ever legally been um, approved by the FDA, actually. So, were there other what, other games tested <laughs> ever? <laughs> no. That's a very, very, very valid point. Anyway, it's an iOS game that has been approved by the FDA to uh, not cure ADHD, but it is um, in concert with medication that you probably are already on for ADHD. It's shown to actually be beneficial. So they came uh, to the conclusion, essentially, that it's not going to be used to replace ADHD medication, but that it is a, a good uh, thing for kids with ADHD to play in addition to their existing treatment. So it's approved for kids, like we said earlier, between the ages of 8 and 12. Um, and you actually literally have to have a prescription from a doctor in order to get it. Like, I'm, I'm very curious how they manage that. Like, can I go to... I mean, I'm going to say I also have to have a prescription to get glasses, but... I don't. With a little clever Photoshop, you can you can get yourself a pair of glasses from any place. Oh, oh no, you don't even need to do that. Like Zenny, I put in my you know my prescription like ten years ago. Yeah, and my prescription hasn't changed, so I just keep ordering glasses off that one. They're like, what year does it uh, expire? I'm like, the next one. <laughs> So the moral is there's two morals to this story is one, you might be able to fake a prescription to download an iOS game. The second thing is Colby needs to go to the eye doctor. <laughs> oh, no, I go occasionally, but like I, my prescription hasn't changed. Interesting. In Mine changes time. every time I go. Also, if you're going to fake prescriptions, might I suggest you just fake that Adderall prescription? Because you can sell that stuff for a lot of money. I'm, first of all, going to say that don't do that. Um, don't do that. Second of all, I'm wondering if faking a prescription to get a video game and faking a prescription <laughs> to get Adderall are... Um, I'm not going to well, say the DEA the game has some sort of quality that people who don't have ADHD 
should not play it i guess why why would it just not be something you can download like all it doesn't make any sense all i know is okay so apparently can you, have to you get also a, crush this game and snort it like adderall no um you can travel on a raft down rivers in various fantastical locations collecting targets and dodging obstacles according to ign okay why well, can't that I just sounds it? like a video game <laughs> i know right yeah i don't know i <laughs> i really like temple run I really want to get a copy of this game and play it. First of all, to see if it helps my undiagnosed ADHD. Um, but also just because I'm super curious about how that would work. I don't, there's a video. Maybe I'll watch the video. So, All right. Next up, uh, Smart Delivery, which is a feature of... I kind of going to say both versions of the the next generation systems, both the Xbox and the PS5. Um, but I believe smart delivery specifically is a feature of the Xbox. Um, we've talked about it in the past, and it's kind of the idea that a game will get developed once and it'll run on whatever system you put it on. So if you have an OG Xbox One, it's going to run there. If you have an Xbox Series X, it's going to run there. And I think we've talked a little bit in the past about like some of the cool things it'll do. Like, for instance, if you um, have an OG Xbox, like you're not going to get the 4K textures because it's not going to use them. Um, those kind of things. What if I have like an OG Xbox? Uh, you're you're very lucky. So did, uh, this is actually cool. Uh, this is a complete non sequitur. But did you guys see the uh, guys that are using um, some sort of device that? detects magnetic fields mm -hmm. and they're actually using so it, it like takes a magnetic field and turns that into audio somehow mm -hmm. and then they are using that to make some of the sound effects for Halo 6 and I they're using sorry the magnetic field generated by an OG Xbox and I think that is incredibly cool I don't know if NASA officially put it out and I just said NASA like NASA <laughs> NASA uh, um, that they recorded the the magnetic you know things from planets and stars and stuff oh that's cool and put it out as an album that's really cool yeah. yeah it could be worse your third grade teacher used to pronounce nasa as nasser so nasser, nasser. <laughs> she was from maine i don't know if that's a Maine thing or not I, I i don't know anyone else from maine so i guess if you are listening and you're from maine please uh email us and let us know how you pronounce nasa we'll see um no, there's no wrong answers i mean I mean, there Except is. the one yes, that ends in an, R, an R, but whatever. Uh, anyway, so smart delivery, like I said, it's gonna, it's gonna. Uh, one nice thing it'll do is it'll make it that if you have a non 4K playing Xbox, you won't have to download those 4K textures, which are very, very large. Um, but some other cool stuff that's gonna do now is let's say you start playing Halo Six specifically on your uh, existing Xbox One X or your One S or whatever. If you upgrade to a Series X, those save games from that, that game are actually going to transfer uh, over to your, your new Xbox Series X. And it'll actually work vice versa, too. So, like, if you're me and I have a Series X in my living room, but I have a non-Series X in my office, um, it'll still do cloud saves between all of those systems, too. So, um, it's a feature that I thought everything had until I played on the PlayStation and realized that it doesn't have that. And it's very annoying. Um if you have more than one Xbox and maybe I'm just special and have 
three. But uh, I thought that was a really cool thing that it does. Um, but it also is smart in that, like, let's say you buy Cyberpunk 2077 in September. There will not be a Series X version of that, theoretically, on the game when you purchase it because the system won't exist yet. The system comes out in probably November. That game uh, comes out in September. So there is no Xbox Series X version of it. But if you buy a Series X and you own that game, as soon as they patch that in, your computer will, or your Xbox will automatically download those updates and patch appropriate systems. So it'll download, if you're playing it on a, a Series S, you won't get those updates, but if you're playing it on an X, you will. Which, I mean, really what this does is it makes it so that you're not gonna murder your data cap for no reason. You're not gonna get those games that are 100 gigs when you only need um, like 50 of those gigs taking up hard drive space. And I think the other part of smart delivery, I don't know if this is specifically part of smart delivery, but it's also, it's part of um, just the Xbox Series X ecosystem is that like if there's a game that has a single player component and a multiplayer component, you will only download the ones you want. So you'll be able to say, I only want the multiplayer stuff. I don't want the single player stuff. And Do it's, you know if... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Do you know if they've, like, somewhat rolled parts of this out? Yep, that's what I was just going to say. Like, I know when I installed Rocket League the other day, it asked me, what do you want to do? Do you want to download Rocket League, everything you own, or do you just want to download the base game and, like, let me choose which DLCs I want to download, yeah, that kind of stuff? Some game I recently did uh, asked me that. It's like, what what part of this do you want to download? But there's no options. It was yeah. like, you know, it might have been Skyrim, and it was like, which ones do you want to download? Skyrim main game? I'm like... I guess. Yeah that, yeah, that would be what I would like to download. Um, and even like um, Crackdown 3 like was one of the first mm -hmm. games that separated out its single-player experience from its multiplayer experience. So it's just nice. It's really nice to have yeah. that option without having to download. I mean, in a world where it costs me $50 a month more to have a data cap, it's nice to avoid that if I can. In a world. Options exactly. are the spice of life. God, right? I just uh, To me, it's, it's an extremely... It's not something that Xbox has to do. Like it's it's a, a very thoughtful pro gamer thing to do um, because they really could just say like, no, you got to download all of this and what are you going to do about it? So I, I like that they're taking those steps to to do that when they can. So uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Apparently, I'm the only person who has actually seen the trailer for this. It's OK. Um, it looks dope. It's a trailer. God, it looks good. Did you guys, if either of you played, I think Colby has, but I don't know about you, Dylan. Have you ever played like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter or X-Wing or TIE Fighter yes. like back in the day? Yeah, I figured you had, but I think Dylan had. No. They were so good. What stupid question is that? No, that's what I, I, I thought you had. They're good. They're so good. They were LucasArts they games in like the late 90s, I'm going to say, probably. Yeah. And, uh... Rogue Squadron 2 yeah. on GameCube, I think I talked about that last week, had kind of that same feel. I mean, there was multiple different like ways to play that because there was like a on-the-ground game, but there was several flying parts to it too. Yeah. And that was... Yeah. This just kind of dropped out of nowhere. Um, it's being developed by EA's Motive Studios. It's going to have both a single-player campaign, and like the single-player campaign is being written by some of the people that wrote the Battlefront 2 uh, mm -hmm. single-player campaign. I don't remember if... Uh, Walt Williams is on it, but Mitch Dyer is, and th that single player campaign was really good. So I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, but it's going to have a f I think a five v five multiplayer mode with cross play out of the gate on all systems. Um, it's going to support VR on both the PS4 and the PC, and it just looks good. You'll be able to play. Um, 
the single player mode is set apparently after the Battle of Endor. Um, you'll be able to play both on the Jedi side, or not the Jedi side, the Rebellion side and the Imperial side um, as different characters in the single player thing. It just looks, it just looks really. I've wanted this game forever. I guess is maybe the moral of the story. I think. Back in the day, if you wanted to play a flight sim on a PC, it meant you kind of had to buy dedicated hardware to some degree. Like, I'm not saying, like, you needed, like, a HOTAS system, but you needed a, like, Microsoft Sidewinder. Like Counterpoint, I managed to do a barrel roll in a 747 without any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you know... I promptly crashed, killing, I'm assuming, everyone on board. board. But, but you know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to play a flight sim in the late... 890s, it yeah. meant that you were buying some sort of weird third-party Logitech controller. Uh-huh. Oh, I had one. Yeah, same. Great. Or you were, like, buying a $60 joystick, or you were trying to, like, figure out a way to, like, manage 3D space with a keyboard and mouse, and that wasn't great. And I'm just really excited. I've said the same thing about Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one coming out, like, I think next month. Like I'm really excited to be able to play these games with a controller I already own as opposed to some sort of fantastical controller I had to buy. Um, Star Wars Squadrons, though, if you do own one, will have the ability on PC to play with a HOTAS setup. So if you're one of those flight sim nerds that you know has your own throttle and so on and so forth, it'll it'll make use of it. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, what day is today? Today is. The 17th. So if you're listening to this the morning of the 18th, you'll actually be able to see the premiere gameplay of this uh, tomorrow, June 18th at EA Play Live. Check that out on the internet. And this game's coming out, um, you know, oh, October 2nd. And it's only 40 bucks too. It's not even a full price game. So I'm I'm very much looking forward. Like, it's going to be very hard to stop playing Cyberpunk 2077 for a little bit in order to do some X-Wing dogfighting. Even, like, I don't imagine I'll play the online stuff, but I'll definitely try out the uh, the single player. So Star Wars Squadron looks good. Um, Colby, I know you saw this. Do you remember when we Woo. we were sitting there and going like, hey, Spider-Man, there's a Spider-Man Miles Morales. I, I enjoy that we were like New Yorkers. Hey, Spider-Man. Hey, yo, hey. Well, I mean, it's, it's no, we're, we're, where does Spider-Man live? Metropolis? New York. Does he live in New York? Yeah. Is it actually real New York, New York? Uh-huh. All right. So yeah, Superman don't, don't lives in them? Superman they had lives to in take Metropolis. out the Twin Towers out of the second movie. Yeah, 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 you're right. Anyway, Colby and I were like, hey, yo, wait. We were talking like Vinny. We were just, we were pretending to be Vinny, and we're like, hey, yo, a new Spider-Man game. Um, is this offensive yet to New I Yorkers? Mean, what I was going to say was a lot more, so go with it. Cool. Anyway, um, it kind of came out, like, I personally was a little disappointed that they made a Miles Morales game that wasn't a Spider-Verse game, but, like, you can't always get what you want. Um, but they didn't really do a very good job in that PlayStation uh, reveal of saying, Oh, like, you can just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> is this a Spider-Man game? Is it DLC? Is it a whole new game? Is this going to be a $60 game? Is this going to be, like, what is this game? Um, and... <laughs> it's one of those things on the internet, like you should really go look up some of the the tweets about it because it's very much a guy going like, no, 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 it's a full, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a DLC. And someone will go like, I don't know, that's not what I heard. And he'll go like, 
yeah, I work on this. So a lot of those going around. Um, the answer is that it is a standalone expansion. So it's going to be similar to like Uncharted The Lost Legacy that came out a couple years ago, that kind of smaller game that came out after um, Uncharted. There was another one that came out yeah. like that. Um, oh, it was... Those super stealthy games that I'm terrible at, but I can't remember the name of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a standalone game. You will not need Spider Man to play it, but it's also not gonna be thirty hours. It's probably gonna be eight, which is maybe. I mean, I don't know how long the the original Spider Man was, but I'm kind of a, a fan of those small, like five to ten hour <gasps> games like that. I think that's actually the amount of time I want to play a big open world game like that for the most part, except right now, right now I would hope it would be 140 hours worth of Spider-Man, but normally I want them a little bit shorter. So if you're curious about how Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to work, that is the answer. All right. So Colby and Dylan, waiting for. I'm going to read you a quote from Sony interactive entertainment president, Jim Ryan regarding the design of the PlayStation five. And then we will discuss, are you ready? No. And yeah, me either. The PlayStation sits in the living area of most homes, and we kind of felt it would be nice to provide a design that would really grace most living areas. That's what we've tried to do, and you know, we think we've been mostly successful in that. So, I don't own a home. I, I rent a quadplex. Does it have a living area? Well, yes, that was my point, is that isn't everywhere in my house kind of living? There's no part in my house where I'm like, oh, I can't go there. It kills you. No, I have a like a sub basement <laughs> that I store bodies in. Oh, the death room. The death room. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. wouldn't want you wouldn't want a white PlayStation screwing up the no, aesthetics of your get, death room. Well, and it would be covered, covered in, blood in blood and no, gore and yeah. No, you don't want that. Um, like if if you live in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house with Leatherface, like yeah. you just can't have a PS5. Absolutely. So I think it'll look it'll look great on my reclaimed wood entertainment table. Right. I I and think the stormtrooper helmet is gonna look great. All like wait wait did, I have a stormtrooper helmet above my TV. It's gonna match. Just put one See, on one side of the TV, home. the other one on the other side. You're good to go. Where? But I also I don't I don't live on the Starship Enterprise either. So that was oh. like. I'm sure there are people out there who care about the aesthetics of their like is this going to like look good in my thing? I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't care. Like I grew up with an NES. Like no one looked at the I, NES and was like, mm, will it flow with the house? I, I liked the black box aesthetic we've been going yeah, for for the I past ten years uh, because it kind of oh, no. just not the it, last it goes ten unnoticed. Years. Like a VCR was just a black box. Yeah. Like, right. It, I just don't well, understand at some point why we went with the weird like the white Xbox 360. That was well, a like I have a Xbox One X, but it's still a right. very square box that doesn't like look at me. <laughs> Do you remember when just, there was a weird time when we decided that like VCRs and DVD players and like some TVs should be that kind of like grayish silver color? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, like early 80s. No, no, like it was it was I mean like late 90s. Also the like, early 80s. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, 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 you're right, I guess. But like yeah, it was it was kind of we just decided like yes, that's the aesthetic I want. Go from like, black to this weird gray color. I got to guess that that's probably just a like you only need to buy a like receiver for your like stereo 
every so often and every once in a while they're like hey let's just switch it up and see if we can get people to buy a new one because yeah. it looks cooler now i don't know i guess the thing is is like i don't wish my gaming machine to be like the centerpiece of my living room um <laughs> it's not your friends are going to come over like oh what's that but the problem is, is like, this art? one's this one you is gonna a sharper be. image have you seen how big it is uh-huh it's like four or five inches taller than an xbox one x which is big mm-hmm. um i don't know like you guys are probably both a little young so whatever but did, did you any did either of you watch friends no i didn't okay because i was young young yeah so in friends there's a point in time where joey becomes like a, a successful actor i think it's when he's on the the soap opera and he suddenly starts making money and one of the things that he does is goes out and buys these two like giant like they're probably not marble but imagine like white marble greyhounds and they're like slightly larger than life size and they're just ridiculous but like he you know that's what rich people do they have ridiculous giant greyhounds that sit in their apartment and every time i when i read this this quote that that's all i could think is we really wanted something that could provide a design that would really grace most living areas and instead playstation just put a giant white greyhound in my living room <laughs> um I don't. And it, I don't know what they think most living areas look like, but this is not. No, I want a nice little not. black box that sits on top of all of my other nice little black boxes. <laughs> you know, like I guess the thing is, it's like cool. The Xbox Series X has a cool green glowy top. Like that's fun. Like that's interesting. And when it's off, it doesn't glow green. Like I don't need. I don't know. The black one's not any better, though. The black one looks like Emperor Zerg. And I just, I guess the thing is, is if I was an industrial designer, I think I would have gone and looked at the fact that there's a bunch of really ugly, giant floor fans that look identical to uh-huh. the $500. <laughs> I've got one in my living in my living area. Your living area. Yeah. I... Like I won't, I won't fault them for trying to do something interesting. Like I, I understand what they're trying no, to they do. They're trying try to make a statement, but, but like that's not. I'm just gonna hide it in a cabinet. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, I have that same fan right behind me. I, it's just not a statement I want or need to make. And the fact that it's significantly larger, like I would have way rather had a taller box than a longer one. Well, mostly to me, it seems like a kind of weird move that like the the PlayStation 3 looked vaguely like the PlayStation 4. Uh-huh. And was there a huge clamoring to like we need to switch this up. I guess. Like I I just oh, don't no. quite understand like I mean, it's kind of like when the Beetle, the Volkswagen Beetle, went uh-huh. from like, let's go to this, to something that looks completely different. And you're like, well, why? Like, yeah. you know, kind of thing. It, See, I it, really liked the uh, the PS4 Slim. Yeah. The, yeah. the Slim one. And They're, I think all consoles should just be matte black. Yeah. Right? No it's, glossy uh, nothing. Because it just, scratches up too much, and then you won't get a trade-in value on it, because that happened to me. I want them I, all to be the the Super Nintendo color that just like ages to a yellow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess the thing is for me is that's a system that yes, you can lay it on its side, but now it like takes up its own shelf because it's 18 inches long. Um I can't stack another system on top of it. 
which I mean, you I can't right- do that with the PS4 either. Can't you? No, nah, it's got the curved top. It always no. bugs. Oh, the me. PS3 had a cur- curved top. Yeah, oh, the PS3. right, the PS4. Yeah, 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 yeah. is the one. PS4 that is did, flat. Yeah, yeah but no, yeah, same that. thing. That was kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why we just can't have a box. Like, I guess aesthetics, Cliff. I guess, I guess, and I mean, I, I try very hard in this podcast to not be like a PlayStation hater. It's not my favorite system, and that's fine. Like, it's people I think know how I feel about PlayStation. It's fine. It's just not for me. But God, I wonder if the <laughs> average person on the internet that is like a quote unquote gamer and that like those super PS4 fanboys, PS5 fanboys, whatever PlayStation fanboys are going to be the people that are going to really talk about like, Oh, but my, my PlayStation so, so aesthetic. It looks so uh-huh. awesome on my shelf. Like yeah. here's 40, you know, photos of my PlayStation on its shelf looking cool. Like I'm so glad I didn't get that refrigerator Xbox. Like I, and I'm not I assume saying that they were I assume they were surveying PlayStation fans and they said they liked this. So that's I why guess. it looks like this. That's the like that it has to be. I it's so I just want a square one. Can I just opt to get a square? I mean I'll just put it inside a box. It'll be fine. I'm not Maybe by the time I buy one, they'll make a PS5 slim and it'll just be a box. <laughs> like, is that too much to ask? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I don't know why anything ever needs to be more complicated than. Like, I'm looking at an Xbox Series X right here, or an Xbox One X right here, and it's great. It's a box, a disc goes in it. Like, I don't need anything more than that. I really don't. It, I mean, it just totally looks like one of those gamer routers. Right? Like, it, oh. <laughs> So it'll look great next to your gamer router. I guess. I, I guess just, you'll have a little army of your robots. monster cables coming out of it. Will look to fantastic. me, it's just like I, again. I don't. I'm trying really hard to not be terrible because I I don't like people that do this. But like, if my wife saw that, like she's gonna she's gonna tell me she doesn't want that ugly thing in our living room. Like, and I, I would guess there's a lot of people that actually care about, like, the decor of their living room and aren't going to want an 18-inch tall white monolith in their living room. Well, I, they can just tell her that, that it will provide a design that would really grace most living rooms, Cliff. Yeah, Maybe honey, we're going to we're gonna redesign our living area to have the PlayStation 5 be the real focus of our living area. I don't know. I, I, I Mostly, like, I, I find it interesting that they went with that because I have owned consoles for i mean you know since i was five yeah and never have i been like this is going to be the centerpiece of the room <laughs> like it's shoved in a uh like a shelf somewhere uh-huh. and i don't ever think about it like yeah, i don't I need think, it to be i don't want to even say that like there's a difference between like the systems that adults have and the systems that kids have but like having a fun see-through jelly like uh nintendo um Shoot, what was the one after the 64? The GameCube. 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 Like, some of those were cool. They were purple and whatever. But, like, it was a Nintendo. That was it's, also the it's 90s. Gonna, it's gonna, it, it was, was the 90s. Cool. And it's probably going to go in your kid's room. Like, you know, I... Like, yeah, you can get a Switch with fun, colored, you know, Joy-Cons, but I can also get a gray one. I, I just... I don't get it. But we've probably talked about this enough, and I'm just going to get 
worse if we keep going. So I'm just gonna turn this fan on its side and pretend I got a PS5. I guess I don't know. Anyway, Dylan, what are we doing next? Hey, yo, Vinny, you got us a question. Yeah, just get on. in time. Yeah, get on. So you guys might want to refresh if you didn't see it. I already even, saw it in Discord. Cool. I see it. So I'm not. I synced what, it. What's the best way to do this? Should I list all the games real fast? Sure. No. Okay. No. <laughs> so Vinny I says need to we go to... to the bathroom. I was hoping that I could just like. <laughs> Vinny sent us a graphic. I will include this graphic. It's got forty games on it. Yeah, somewhere I'll put it on. Uh, I'll put 40 it on of the bigger franchises. Yeah, I'll put it on su- social media so you can. Good old uh, you can Sly see Cooper. It. Yeah, bigger franchises. The, so you have to pick three of the uh, the franchises that you want to. Uh, I guess you have to pick three, and the other ones go away forever. They die. They die a horrible death. Um, they never were. <laughs> Well, no, I think that they still exist. You just never no, get they a game. never uh, were. You're, you're going to have to go with they don't exist because, like, if you choose Silent Hill, like, there hasn't been a new Silent Hill game. I don't know the last but Silent ta- Hill but game. But they're talking about making a new one. Kojima's going to make a new one. Uh-huh. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. No, I think that they still exist, and I think you have to just, like, be super sad about the fact that you loved Metroid, but there will never be another Metroid game because someone on the internet picked Metroid to not exist anymore. Who loves Sly Cooper? Nobody. Like, nobody like, loves Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper's great. No, it's not. Um, it is. Great games. Okay, so Mario, Netflix. Zelda, Kirby, Pokemon, Metroid, Sonic, Mega Man, Animal Crossing, Pikmin, Fire Emblem, F-Zero, Golden Sun? What the hell's Golden Sun? It's Why are like we a... making fun of Sly Cooper when we could be making fun of Golden Sun? <laughs> it's an RPG. I, I can at least tell you what Golden Sun is. Like, Also, there hasn't been a new F-Zero game since the, <laughs> the Super I, Nintendo. Yeah. I, no, I think that... Whatever. Maybe the GameCube? I think Donkey... it was GameCube. Donkey Kong, Advance Wars, Xenoblade Chronicles, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, God of War, Persona, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Uncharted, Halo, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Gears of War, Devil May Cry, Castlevania, Crash, Bandicoot, Spyro, Metal Gear, Doom, Bioshock, Kingdom Hearts, Fallout, Monster Hunter, Grand Theft Auto, Dark Souls. The last F-Zero game was 16 years ago. We can all agree that Dark Souls is just out, right? It's out. Out. I'm thinking GTA. I was going F- first round. F Zero, Sly Cooper, Dark Souls, Cliff. <laughs> All right, what are yours, Dylan? GTA, GTA, Bioshock. <sighs> Doom has really been knocking it out of the park lately. Interesting. All right, how about you? I Cole? don't know. Zelda, Fallout, GTA. I would also choose GTA. I would also choose Fallout. Like Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles. Bioshock, maybe, but like I kind of wonder if Bioshock's kind of run its course. You um, haven't even played the third one. Yeah. I'm yeah. ready for some more Bioshock. That's for sure. Mm, I think I'm gonna go Zelda. So you're just gonna copy me now? Wait, did Got we choose it. the same ones? <laughs> yes. Oh yes, well, I, I think you just chose them in the other order. <laughs> I think the thing is, is like Mario games cool, but I haven't played a Mario game in 
Yeah, I don't know. Like a year. I, I did play Odyssey, but before <laughs> I played Odyssey, I had not played a Mario game since, like, I don't know, Super, Super like, Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Um, Zelda's cool, but, like, I didn't really like Breath of the Wild that much. I haven't you played a Zelda, game. Zelda. That's what I'm saying, but, like, that's what I'm saying. It was a it was a it was a very distant third. I don't care about Kirby. Don't care about Pokemon. Metroid's fine, I guess, but whatever. So Pokemon I don't care about Snap. Sonic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't care about Mega Man. Animal Crossing's fine, but not really my thing. I've never played Pikmin. I've never played Fire Emblem F Zero. Who cares? <laughs> I tell you, like, there's three games. And I mean, like F Zero, so bad. Yeah, I like the new Donkey Kong was fun, but I don't care if I never play another one. Um, Has there been an Advance Wars game since the no. Game Boy Advance? No. Like, Final Fantasy, like, I liked 15 a lot. Like, it might honestly be like a wrestling match between Final Fantasy and Zelda, to be honest. But, man, Final Fantasy games are so weird. I don't know. Maybe I just only need two. It's just going to be Grand Theft Auto and Fallout. <laughs> and a three-way tie between Zelda, Bioshock, and Final Fantasy. Whatever. It's all good. I think it's good. Thank you, Vinny. I appreciate it. I, you should let us know, Vinny. Like, I know it was kind of late, but let us know which are the three you would pick, and we'll, uh, we'll update accordingly. Uh, Mr. Polite says, if you could be an NPC, which video game would you want to be in? GTA. Yeah. Like, you were going to die it's at some point in time, <laughs> but, man, but for so that, crazy. that week that you're alive, what a ride. Yikes. I mean, it's pretty much 2020. Um, so, I don't know if I... Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure that's a I'm not sure that's a great idea, guys. <laughs> well, you're an NPC. You come back. Do you? Is that Probably. like NPC canon? Like if an NPC dies, they just respawn and, and come back to life. Yeah, when or... someone else boots up the game, you're back. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they only have so many character models. Go to YouTube and I'm the hooker, search. <laughs> of course you are, Dylan. Go to YouTube and search uh, for forcing NPCs to buy your stuff. It's uh, by Viva La Dirt League. It is absolutely hilarious, and it'll it'll tell you which. Which NPC you don't want to be? It's very funny. Uh, thanks to Megan for sending that in. Um, if I was going to be an NPC, I would. I think I'd want to be one that actually, like, got to go places. Um, one of the things that I think was most disappointing in Final Fantasy 15 for me is it did not matter. Like that game had day or night cycles, but it did not matter. That NPC was rooted to a single spot and never left that, which is convenient for me, but maybe inconvenient for, uh, them where they never get to go to the bathroom. They never get to go home. They never get to sleep. They're 2 AM. They're oh, just they get there. to go to the bathroom. Oh, I just always enjoyed in final fantasy 15 when you're like, Oh, Hey, it's that guy. And his twin and his triplet. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm thinking more like a game like Skyrim where the players at least, you know, they go to work, they go home, they sleep occasionally. Did, did you ever see the Twitter thread of the guy who followed his, like, wife in that game, like the NPC wife home? No. Just to see what she would do? What did she do? Well, like I can't remember the exact thing, but he... he for some reason sent her home and he's like I just assumed that they would just like 
teleport once they were out of like yeah oh thing. i do remember and he followed her like so that yeah so i, I like think to back this story map. up it, yeah it was it was like he got his npc wife to follow him like because you could it wasn't his wife i don't think it was his companion companion yeah. yeah and so like in in skyrim you can have like a companion friend that hangs out with you um and who you can also marry i think that's yeah why it was his wife. yeah yeah and he was just like no 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 go home and figured she'd just teleport and he followed her like walked all the way across the map and, and she was like fighting like wolves and uh-huh super fun you know the funny thing is in in uh in skyrim i actually had an npc character that i was like no no wait here because i need to do some silent sneaky stuff and then i forgot about it <laughs> and like <laughs> three days later i'm like where's my companion and i'm like oh man i left them in a cave somewhere <laughs> I do not remember what that cave is. (laughs) I never found them again. I got a new companion. They are still to this day just like, he's coming back, It turned into uh, Seymour from Futurama. (laughs) Or Jurassic Bark. Yeah, it was not good. That that is exactly what I just said, Cliff. Oh, I didn't know that was the dog's name. Anyway. Yeah, I don't like to think about that. It makes me sad. Um, Like, the downside of being an NPC in Skyrim, though, is you get, like, one line. Like, I'm the arrow in the knee guy. Everyone hates me. But I don't don't know. You've got dudes coming to your store all the time trying to steal stuff. It's... Red Dead would be pretty good. At yeah. least you would have some agency. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I could get into that. Yeah, the, the Red Dude 2 characters look like they're having a lot of fun a lot of the time. Um, I, with I can, my luck, I'd be in a Driscoll or something, though. <laughs> like, ah, man. I'm the guy who shot. was walking down the street, and I, you know, me as the character was driving a wagon. I can't drive a wagon to save my life. All of a sudden, you're just a pile of blood and mud <laughs> in the. <laughs> or, or, like, oh, sorry, I was trying to unhitch my horse, and I actually shot you in the face. Like, uh-huh. I turned into Marvin. <laughs> My uh, in Mass Effect uh, Andromeda, the button you use to perform actions like open doors and get into your nomad and all that kind of stuff and talk to people is the same button that is your melee attack. And so there are uh, like all the time constantly. I'm like, it's like the the box to hit open doors and the box to talk to people is pretty small and I'll miss it. And all of a sudden I'm just like, ah! and like stabbing them with this giant, like massive spike thing that materializes out of my hand. They don't die, but that's not a great NPC to be either. <laughs> when Cliff's coming up and like wanting to just chat and instead stabs you in the head with a giant spike. So uh, good, good question though, Mr. Plate. I appreciate it. Uh, Eddie wants to know the one positive thing you liked so far from an E3 event. And the one thing you didn't, uh, could be cool games you enjoyed, vague announcements, or just something from Stadia. I, I think Stadia is probably the, the disappointment. So, um, Have you actually watched anything, Dylan? Mm-mm. So Dylan has no opinion about this, unless you have an opinion that you just like to guess. Is there something you, you seem disappointed mm. about? Are you disappointed that you haven't been watching live streams of video game announcements obsessively? I, I don't. Okay. I've That's been barbecuing. Good. Barbecuing is good, man. How about That's you, Paul? hobby. If I didn't just hear this question and wasn't on this podcast, I wouldn't even know it was E3 currently. So. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, that kind of, I forgot that it's June. Yeah, it kind of went I, right. I know it is now because I realized that it, we're in June, but. Yeah, yeah, no, it snuck up on me as well. I, I hear you. Um, I like the fact that Google's giving Stadia away to everyone in the United States for free. That was a big announcement. That's a lie. You just that lied. That's a lie. You just lied. I, yeah. okay. I enjoyed that Google's like 
it's just probably just going to be like Stadia. Never heard of her. <laughs> I would say um, I really enjoyed watching the uh, Gorilla Collective streams. They, um, I don't know exactly who it is exactly. Um, like Game Over Greggy hosted it along with some other guys that I didn't know, so I don't know their names, unfortunately. But it looks like it was like a combination of Kind of Funny and another group that got together to do like a three-day stream. It was like probably four, four and a half hours of streaming over three days where they just introduced a ton of very, very diverse and very cool-looking indie games. And so I got to see a lot of that. That was a lot of fun. And they were well-put-together streams. They were they were cool to watch. Um Probably the most disappointing thing I've heard is that Devolver Digital's going to do another presentation next month. Um, and I think their stuff's stupid. But a lot of people really like it. So I guess cool. I like their games. I don't know anything. Yeah, I think there. Devolver Digital's games are awesome. I think I think that's the thing I don't like about their live streams is their live streams are just stupid for the sake of being stupid. They're weird and they're gory and they're violent and they're dumb and they make what I think are kind of tacky jokes at the expense of a lot of like a lot of I'm not saying they're not punching up because they actually are punching up but I don't think it's clever for a, a lot of what they do um but what I think is disappointing about it is they have so many great games and I wish they would just do a presentation where they'd highlight all the awesome games they make instead of doing a what essentially is a marketing stunt um to show how clever they are. I don't know. It's it's not for me, but like I said, a lot of people like it. So whatever. Uh, Triple Trouble 88, my delightful child, wants to know. Uh, so last week he asked the question of, do you think that Xbox will ever do a uh, VR headset? And I think kind of the general consensus was like, why would you win um, the Quest exists, the Oculus Quest exists. And he wants to know, um, do you think that, you know, that being said, do you think that the Xbox could innovate and make some sort of Bluetooth or wireless headset that runs on the Xbox but streams to the headset? Um, Not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I think that that actually, if if Xbox is going to do anything, and that, that concept works. Like, there is a wireless adapter you can get for the Ocu the regular Oculus that makes it cableless essentially um so i what i did not get this question what is he asking if if it would be possible or if i think that it is a possibility that microsoft might create a wireless headset so oh a, like a, yeah. a vr yeah like so vr that oh, okay. the the game itself runs on the xbox and it streams to your headset and i think that's actually quite possible um <laughs> for some reason i thought he was talking about headphones oh sure sure like sure, i don't sure. know i'm like yeah they have those they're called wireless headphones what is he talking about yeah he said like, bluetooth which is actually like the wrong protocol I, for something I, like that well and i think i think like yeah i saw bluetooth headset and i was thinking like yeah i've got one for the ps4 it doesn't work work damn yeah. like bluetooth but, you know, is such yeah. a terrible like bluetooth's bad the, it just is the funny thing is is i've got the platinum ps4 headphones yeah and, and the gold are supposed to be better yeah, and yeah. and the golds apparently work just fine, and like a lot of people have problems with the platinums. Yeah, I think this but is if actually... you want to get a ten foot uh, USB adapter, like one of the cords that you can you know add a whatever, yeah, like an extension, and then put the you know USB thing that you have to plug into the PS4 about ten feet away. Apparently, they work great. 
Yeah, I don't want to do that for headphones <laughs> at all. Yeah, I'm like, well, that sounds like I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think this is actually a, re- a good question, though, because I think if Xbox was going to get into it, I, I would think that this actually would be a way to do it. And I, I would say there's two routes. is Either you make a headset that does work wirelessly from the Xbox, but I think that even more possible might be, like the Quest you can plug into your PC with a USB-C cable and, and go from your PC to it. I wonder if you could do that with an Xbox. So I actually have, now that I understand the question, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. here's the thing. So think about it this way. Xbox, you, you know, is going to do the xCloud thing. Yeah, where yeah. Where you can stream to your phone. Oh, sure. Remember those things like, I don't know, about two years ago, the like fake VR things? Yeah. Where you could do it to your phone and then play it on a thing? Wouldn't that essentially work? Yeah, yeah. So something like I. So I guess I guess the, the reality is last week I think I was a little bit dismissive of like, no, nah, I don't think it'll ever happen. But maybe maybe he's right. There are actually some ways where Xbox could get into that um, with either like a minimal hardware investment or like a partnership. Maybe like I think there's there's some interesting ways to do it. I just don't know if there's like I love VR. I really do, but I just don't know if there's the money in it that people think so, there is. I think there is. But I don't think it's in an industry that anyone who's currently making VR wants to participate in. Which is? Porn. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that if they really leaned into that, and I don't think any of them technically can. Probably not. But yeah. it's kind of like how, like, you know, you hear the old, you know, porn on Betamax versus VHS went to VHS. VHS yeah. wins. Yeah. Blu-ray versus HD thing. Blu-ray wins. Yeah. That if you could partner, or if that was a bigger thing, maybe more people would have VR. Yeah, that's a possibility. That's actually a really good possibility. So, Sony, talk to me. (laughs) Colby's got ideas. I've got ideas. They're not great. It's just one, and it's kind of gross. Um it's going to require uh, like a, a something like a move adapter, but it's not quite the, the move adapter. Well, I'm not even going to go with that. I'm just going to go with you can't market it, so it's going to be a problem. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, like I honestly think that if, if, if there was a VR headset or something like that that really leaned into it, yeah, VR might be more adopted. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, all right. We are into the cheap free game portion of the podcast there's actually for kind of being the middle of the month there's actually quite a few of them to be honest like that we usually kind of hit that summer doldrums and there's there's a little bit of or the kind of the the especially like the mid-year summer doldrums um but this especially with it being e3 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you don't get a lot of free stuff yeah uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is uh, the Fight for Racial Justice uh, bundle from Humble. It's $30, um, which is a lot, but there's some incredible games. That it's, it's just 30 There's no tiers on this. Um, you get Bobby Is You. You get Hyperlight Drifter. You get Jackbox 4, Splunky, Football Manager 2020, uh, Kerbal, Titan Quest, Observer, NBA, K, uh, NBA 2K20, uh, Sonic All-Stars, FTL, Bioshock Remastered, which I think is actually, I guess that's just the first one. Titan um, Quest. Yeah. Titan Quest is real fun. It is. Um, the War of Mine, Final Cut, Endless Space, um, Armella, which I've never heard of, Surviving Mars, Overlord, Age of Wonders 2, Kingdom, Nothing Lasts, Hockey Manager, uh, Goner Blueberry Edition, which is a cool game, Overgrowth, which is also a cool game, Company of Heroes 2, 
um, The Ball, which I've never heard of, System Shock 2, System Shock 1, uh, Super Time Force Ultra, Broken Age, Newt 1, All You Can Eat, Knights of Pen and Paper 2, No Time to Explain, which is a fun game, A New Beginning, Starcrossed, how do you think you pronounce that name? Vertiginous Golf? I don't know what that is, but now I'm curious. Earth Knight, Real Politics, Pester Quest, Plunge, Elite Dangerous, uh, My Memory of Us, Mirror Man EP, Neocab, Gunscape Standard Edition, In Between, Regular Human Basketball, which is dope, uh, Planet of the Eyes, and Crown Takers, plus, oh, I'm sorry, Framed Collection, Darkest Dungeon, The Shieldbreakers, and a tight, uh, Attack on Titan Anthology, plus you get a crap ton of ebooks, um, including uh, like 12 Years a Slave, which is really cool. Um, Black Women in Science Resist, which is a cool book. Um, apparently the Shaft uh, graphic novel. Who is the black private dick who's sex machine with all the chicks? Ahem. Shaft. You're uh, damn right. <laughs> uh, like Gary Whitta wrote one of these books. Um, oddly enough, the Rust programming language, which I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> like they're like oh we we're in the wrong one aren't we i don't know if the rust programming language was written by a black person or not but maybe i if so cool uh, just a ton of stuff for 30 dollars um it's a really really good bundle there's a ton of especially if you haven't bought a bunch of bundles in the past like i'm kind of going back and forth on this because i already own like 60 percent of these games but i also really want baba is you and it comes with the ios version so how did the rust programming language and the smart girl's guide to privacy get in there i don't know man like i I assume that they're mostly black authors but i I don't that's yeah that i'm wondering if it is so it's a good bundle for 30 bucks and uh the money is all going to uh, i wish they actually said who these are because they just gave their logos which is not Super, super helpful. Let me scroll up to the top and see if it says. Um, it doesn't. <laughs> it's super. Oh, Jeff gave twenty thousand dollars. Dang! Thanks, Jeff. Good man. Just man. Jeff. Just Jeff. Um, Jeff. So it's going to support. Let's see the LDF, which is oh, if I click on them, it's the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, which is who the Itchio bundle also was funding. Um, Race forward which is a another cool-looking charity, it looks like, and uh, the Bail Project, which is another um, like uh, community bail fund. So good stuff. They've currently raised um, almost $2 million, $1.8 million. And this one goes on for uh, like another couple of days. It looks like there's five days left. If you got 30 bucks, it's probably not a bad place to throw it. Uh, all right, next up, we are going to talk about uh, Jump Rope Challenge, which is a new free game that just like stealth dropped on the Nintendo Switch yesterday. And it literally is just a jump roping game. And I think we need to get video of Dylan doing it. Does that seem fair to you? Could we get video of Why my me? kid doing it? Yes, we could absolutely get video of your kid doing it. Why? Because, well, I wonder if she would, I wonder if she'd understand. Because I'll hit I my mean, head on the ceiling. Well, I don't think you have to jump super high, Dylan. Your ceilings aren't like six foot seven. Go out in your living room. Do you think I could trick my wife into doing it? Maybe. All I'm saying is no one wants me video of me jumping repeatedly. Like I nobody do. wants to see that. No, you you literally <gasps> Cliff, don't. iPhones shoot in um slow uh, motion. Slow motion. Could we somehow talk you into some sort of charity? That if people donate a certain amount of money, you'll do it like a wife beater in slow motion. 
We'd have to make a lot of money. Can I put you on the spot right now? Yeah, we'd have to make a lot of money though, because like this is abs. I'm, well, okay, so there's there's two there's two things that have to happen before I'd be willing to do. That. I said wife beater. You're lucky I went with that. Yeah, like we'd have to make a lot of money. Like it would have to be like ten grand, um, <laughs> and I have to get a job first because I don't need to like Star Wars kid my way into not being able to ever be employed. Hey, again. hey, it's 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 the guy who did the jump roping thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was me. I don't need to walk into an interview and they're like, hey, um, we'd like to confirm if this video is you. And then like it plays on the screen. I'm like, nah, just to do the look like, man, like us fat bald guys, we all look the same. I don't know who that guy is. Nope, 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 nope. They're like, that's that's weird on your on your resume, on your LinkedIn. It says that you're uh, a co-host of Bite Me Podcast. I'm like, that was my brother. Different guy, different guy, not me. So, yeah, if you can find a way to like raise 10 grand. Yeah, I'll jump rope in a wife beater. I will put it out to my like 112 Twitter followers. Who... <laughs> See what happens. Uh, yeah, so so go get Nintendo's Jump Rope Challenge. I just it's apparently only free until September 30th. So get it now. And, you only and... have like five months, people. <laughs> go now. There's cute bunnies. It looks real fun. Uh, next up is the Steam Summer Game Festival. This is uh, just like this is Steam saying, "Hey, is there?" Any video games coming out like in the next, I don't know, year that you'd like to play? Like, have any of the games that you saw in the Gorilla Collective, any of the games you've been seen in any of these streams? Do you want to play any of them? Cool. We released 900 demos. Like, 900 demos, that's not me being like hyperbolic. There are literally 900 demos <laughs> you can play on Steam right now. Um, I, they're like literally just go out to their website and download stuff. There's some cool ones. I would recommend Skatebirds. Skatebirds is very good. Um, Desperados Three, like I said, is part of that. Well, I don't know if it's actually part of that, but they have a demo, so it's good. Um, f- Fights in tight spaces actually looks a lot of fun. Like any of those demos you've seen, it's all on Steam right now. But it's only through Saturday, so it's for some reason they released 900 demos and expect you to be able to play all of them in like five days so i don't know whatever go check that out because it's a bunch of free crap you can play uh origin access which is a real good deal like it's normally only i think 25 bucks a year um but right now if you are not a subscriber you can get access to basic for a month for a dollar so there's a lot of is this the pc one it is the yeah. PC one, but it is also um, on sale on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One uh, for EA Access. So, like, oh, that's nice. going to give you a, a relatively current version of all of EA sports games. Like, I know FIFA 20 is on it, but I don't know about, like, NBA 2K. I don't play other sports games. But it's also going to give you access to things like Anthem. It's going to give you access to all of the old Mass Effect games and uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. That's where I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda through. It's going to give you access to, um, like, Unravel and Fae and, like, the Need for Speed games. and Dead Space. Dead Space 1, 2, and 3, I believe. It'll give you access to just a ton of, I mean, it's... I'm not going to say hundreds of games, but it's is, probably a hundred games. How much is it a month? I think it's five bucks a month or $25 a year normally. 
like it's cheap enough buying it for a year that I've subscribed to it every year since I had my Xbox and I don't even notice like when it gets billed every year. Um, and if you watch for it on sale every once in a while, you can find it for $20. $20 for a year is pretty great. So yeah. EA Access, like it's not a thing that like I'm playing a game. It's not Game Pass. It's not where I'm playing a game yeah. every single day out of it. But I probably play a couple a year, which make 25 bucks seem bucks, pretty yeah. pretty relevant. But right now you can get it for a dollar. So I guess, I guess you could get it for 13 months for $26, which is a, a pretty good deal. $2 a month. Do that. Uh, finally, uh, The Witcher 3. This is the weirdest promotion in the entire world. So, goodoldgamesgog.com. If you own The Witcher 3 anywhere else, so on Steam, on Xbox, on PlayStation, um, if you bought some weird version of... Like, actually, I should... I forgot. I actually did that. I actually bought some sort of weird, crappy gray market version of The Witcher 3. I own it on Xbox 360. Anyway, really? I think. I don't know. It was a 360 game. 2016, sure. maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's 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 not the Xbox One version. I don't. Interesting. Think. Well, they've got a weird deal going on right now that if you own it anywhere else and you log into GOG, and I don't know how you prove it. I guess you probably have to like pull in. Um, like they've got that GOG Galaxy software, yeah. which is pretty cool. Actually, I like. I use it all the time because it pulls all of your games into one launcher and you can kind of see what all you have um you can hook it in it'll give you a free copy of it on gog so like i guess if you had an xbox version of it you could log into your xbox and pull that in gog and then play it on your pc which i don't i don't get but i mean free games is free games and i guess if you used to be a console gamer and now you're a pc gamer or if you i don't know bought some sort of weird version of it you can so. you can do it it doesn't it doesn't uh, count the switch version though so everything but switch it does not it's not on the 360 but i know it's not i've got it on the xbox one but it's a different version than the one that's on game pass interesting so maybe the game pass is like the complete one it's a weird deal um it's valid through june 23rd so you've only got like uh like five days to get that taken care of i don't like i said i don't exactly get it but but free games are cool right i mean i'm I'm never going to turn down free games and i like to watch that number like that that big number of games you own go up my gog currently has 1388 games in it so if they just get an, an itch.io uh integration i can pop that up to like well over 2000 probably almost to 2500 so goals anyway uh small bites real quick um we talked about this last week slay the spire came out on ios it's 10 bucks i bought it and played it i have not played it on an iPhone yet, but I did play it on an iPad and it is really, really, really good and it translates absolutely identically perfectly over from the PC. So if you're looking for a cool, like, I don't know, that's not really a CCG, I guess a, a roguelike that has cards that you battle with. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's called, but Slay the Spire is real good and you can get on iOS for 10 bucks now. So you should do that. Uh, and anything else? Nope. Nope. Cool. This is Bite Me Podcast. We're a podcast about Woo. video games. Um, if you're wondering what we've been talking about for the last mm, hour and 40 minutes, uh, you can find us online at bitemepodcast.com. You can uh, join our Discord now um, by going to bitemepodcast.com and choosing Discord from the menu. I don't. I can't make cool short like URLs anymore, unfortunately, because our hosting kind of sucks now. But what do you do, right? Um 
But it's easier than emailing me, which someone actually did last week. She actually emailed me to get into the Discord. So there are new new people in the Discord. Come meet them and us. Uh, Discordlings. Discord Discord. Discordlings. Um, you can find us on social media, Facebook.com slash bite me podcast, twitter.com slash bite me podcast, and Instagram slash bite me podcast. I recently deleted my Facebook app and logged out of all my personal Twitter accounts because it was becoming a problem. And so instead I've just been like really living in our, uh, Twitter account on, uh, for bite me podcast. So like our, our bite me podcast, Twitter account has been crazy active in like the last four or five days. So, so come hang out there. It's not a, not a, I was going to say it's not a terrible place, but Twitter's a dumpster fire. I don't know. Don't follow, follow any, me. Don't follow. Don't me. follow Colby. Absolutely. Like I don't tag him into things because <laughs> Like, You're my like, personal oh, account... problematic. Yeah, my personal account is locked right now because I'm looking for a job and, like, just some things you don't want people to see. Uh, anyway, you can uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can send us hugs at hugs.com slash bite me podcast. I hope that's actually a thing. Um, it's probably I'm sure not. it's somewhere it's you don't want to direct your listeners. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't go there. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send Dylan there and we'll record ah, it's it. It's fine. It's, I mean, just like... Uh, a parked webpage that oh, good. may have a domain. Hugs.com slash bite me podcast. It'll be fine. Um, but until then, uh, until you we get those hugs, all we can do we is should buy hugs.com. How much they want for it? I'm assuming a lot. A lot of money, yeah. I I've 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 negotiated some some domain purchases before and it's shocking how much some people are willing to pay for some weird wonky domains. Do you know that Verizon Media owns love.com? I don't know. Interesting. Decided to search for that. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I, I used to know the guy that owned... Ah, oh shoot. What did he own? God.com. G-O-D.com. Um, like, way back in the day. I think he sold it eventually. He also owned business.com, which he sold for a bunch of money. Um, God.com was almost like more of a problem than it was worth because people would hack it constantly trying to get the domain transferred to them. He had to just, like constantly be dealing with people trying to steal it to use it for probably both nefarious and very very non-nefarious reasons um although stealing is always nefarious so i don't know whatever anyway dylan please No, those are gross and they disturb me and I find no, them Oh, you should just do that. Just like go the only bury thing, some eggs and the only thing maybe and it's it's tough. Like I can't decide if the century eggs are more gross than the ones that have like birds in them. <laughs> yeah. Like those, <laughs> they're crunchy because the bones. Uh-huh. Those really skeeve me out, but like I guess if it's your thing and your culture, like more power to you, I guess. I don't know. Nah, kimchi kind of grossed me out until I ate kimchi. So. We should dominate that culture and like take it over, I think. <laughs> Turn it into some sort of fast yeah. food where yeah. we, you can get like a, a bird in egg at McDonald's. You crack uh, the egg and it's a chicken nugget inside. <laughs> it's like a kinder egg. Yeah. But <laughs> Dude, have you had a kinder egg recently? I have. 
They're weird, like, because they don't have the toys in them because you can't have the toys in them. Well, have you had, see, I've had Canadian Kinder Eggs. Yeah. Have you had the American ones? Yeah, they're super strange. (laughs) Like, they've got, like, the foil between the toy and the thing. Uh Oh, yeah. Olivia got one. She's like, I want the toy. I'm like, I'll eat the chocolate. Yeah. No, they're, they're strange. But, yeah, the funny thing is, is we... I the, probably the statute of limitations isn't up on this, but I don't think I'm going to get arrested. So um, I did not realize, like I knew that you couldn't purchase them in the United States, but I didn't realize how oh, highly, highly yeah. illegal it is to bring one back. Oh yeah. Um, which I have done. So yeah, yeah it, uh, I, I did it. And then probably three or four months later, like, I mean, it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to be sneaky. It was just like we bought some candy when we, I, I think literally, because almost every time we go to Canada, we'll buy a bunch of candy and bring it back because their candy's awesome. Um, and Swiss cheese crackers, because Berkeley likes their Swiss cheese crackers. Um, and so we, we were at the grocery store, like probably on our way back home and bought a Kinder Egg and brought it with us. And then I found out a dude like a couple years ago, like went to jail for it, like paid a fine and spent time in jail for bringing a Kinder Egg back to the United States. Yet so. another reason you're going to end up in Gitmo. <sighs> so many reasons. So many reasons. All right. <clears throat> Should we podcast? No. Oh, what did you guys play this week? I'm going to go fill that out right now. Did you play anything, uh, Dylan? No. How was your smoker? Oh, it's so good. Dylan played... He's a smoker, Meat. a joker, also, and a midnight toker. I pulled up all all half the pavers in my backyard and re-leveled them, and then oh. weeded the whole backyard, and then pulled some stumps out, and then, um, and that was just Sunday. Wow, smoking two racks of ribs. That doesn't sound fun at all. That's after horrible. skateboarding in the morning. I'm still Ew. pretty sore. I, uh, I we weeded like so. We, my backyard was kind of a mess because we don't weed very often. Um, but like two weeks ago, we really went to town on it. We there was like this huge thing of, uh, like this, this kind of pretty. It was pretty. It has like yellow flowers. I'm like, that's a cool thing. Like, Brooks, like, should we pick it? Like, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of pretty. And so I actually downloaded an app that tells you what things yeah. are. And uh, they're like, I wish I could remember what it's called, but it's something flizzle flizzle, you know? Poison and they're like. Ivy? Yeah, like dead serious. It's in, like super toxic. Um, like touching it with your bare hands can give you blisters on your hands and it can kill your dogs. I'm like, I guess we should pick that. <laughs> we had like a, I don't know, five by eight patch of it in our backyard. So, nah. Classic. Anyway, that yeah, wasn't great. But that app was helpful. I mean, not helpful enough to pay for it. I got like the five day trial and canceled. But <laughs> like, I've used. I don't want to pay ongoing for <laughs> occasionally identifying a plant. Yeah, it was. It was. I identified all the plants in my yard, and then we called it good. So whatever. All right. <clears throat> Podcast. My kid is streaming the Jackbox Party Pack three. All right. Jackbox. <clears throat> Party pack. 